You're listening to the Maximum Storytelling Podcast, where you'll learn how to produce compelling video marketing content for your law firm through visual storytelling. Maximum Storytelling is a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. And now, your hosts, Josh Nagel and Annika Godlewski. All right, guys, another week, Maximum Storytelling. I always want to say Maximum Lawyer Storytelling. It's just Maximum Storytelling. Here we are. This week, we are going to talk stabilization and how to make sure that your videos do not end up looking super shaky. Uh, If you've ever been outside or in your house and you pull up your phone really quick and you want to take a video and then all of a sudden you look, it it just doesn't feel quite right. You go back to look at it later and it's super, super shaky. And you're like, oh man, you can tell you're walking or your kid was jumping on the couch or something like that. We can help you with that. Especially walking. That's the, that's the biggest time. I mean, you're riding a bike and you're trying to get some footage or whatever, but specifically for, you know, these like lawyer type videos, if you're trying to get B-roll of a client that's, you know, maybe, you know, walking into your law firm or something like that, you're probably going to see every one of those steps as you're going. So we got a bunch of different examples and ways to show you how you can kind of correct that both before and during while you're shooting, but also if you, you know, somehow can't do that, there are some programs that you can use to kind of smooth things out after the fact. So um, Um, Monica has a couple different things for like smartphones and if you're recording stuff on maybe like a GoPro or your phone, different little tools and devices you can use to keep your footage smooth. If you're planning on sitting down in front of a desk and you want to use your phone, which a lot of people, that's how they start out is using their phone. It can be really easy to just want to hold it up in front of you and even if you think that you are being as still as possible, you're still going to be able to see just even a slight shake of your hand. So this is one tripod mixed with a uh, mixed with a ring light. I think if this was like 20 bucks on Amazon, I have another larger one that I'm using right now for lighting. But you can see right here, it has you know a slot for your cell phone and you can also do it more than one way. So this is, I think is built more for smartphones, but if you have other camera devices you could probably fit that in there too and then you can use change the height or or the tripod and everything too so this is just one that comes with the ring light but there are tons of tripods out there that just have this little portion right here actually Um, what she has is a that's a light stand attachment that's got a little clip on it that you can put that smartphone holder but if you have just a regular tripod you can get those tops for them so if you have a you know, a DSLR, you know, a little smaller camera or anything like that that you can mount in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Something you can put on just to keep it nice and solid. You said it's one last thing you have to worry about is you're recording videos of yourself. Once you have it up there, you, it can almost live on the tripod if you're going to be shooting reoccurring videos and stuff in your office or things like that. But yeah, just having a nice solid, you don't have to hold it out the whole time too. Plus you're thinking like, oh my gosh, is it stable? You just want to be able to focus on the content that you're creating. Back in the old days before Josh taught me so much about video, I used to just even use like a a shelf or something, right? Or a stack of books. And I'd put my phone on a stack of books and make sure that there was another book behind it and it would stand up. There was one attorney that we used to work with who he hated having his photograph taken. And so one day he's like, well, I'll just take my own photos. And we made literally a stack of law books so that he could have the camera like super still right there. And he would do the time lapse or the, what's the shutter, the shutter lapse. What's it called? You press the shutter. Yeah. For the, take the picture. Oh, the yeah, timer. The timer. Right. Yeah. 
the photos were pretty funny. But anyway, that was even just like an old school tool, a stack of books and something stable. So whatever it is, just make sure that it's, you know, it doesn't, it's not going to move or fall off. Another thing is too, like a tripod, obviously, but something like this has been so useful for me because if I'm outside and there's like literally nothing to, maybe you don't have enough room for a tripod, this can go around like a pole. So mm-hmm. you can like attach it around a pole and you can move this around to the camera. This will hold this. Really? Keep it, it is like, I think it's rated for 12 pounds or something. This camera's eight. So I've trusted it with a, even a longer, like 70 to 200 lens. And it's been fantastic. So I think this was like maybe 50 or 60 bucks, but it's so useful, not just for, you know, cameras, but you can also use it for lighting or a microphone or whatever. You can literally, you know, put it upside down somewhere or whatever. Josh, do you... At the top of that, at the top of the thing that you just showed us, that screw, is that normally universal for most devices? Most, like um, the thread? Like, yeah, most cameras and DSLR, that, that uh, mount that you have for your phone mm-hmm. is probably one of these, I think it's quarter inch screw. But it's just like a quick release plate that goes on, you know, the top of this. So you can keep this on your camera, then you can easily get it on here and take it off. But yeah, they're, they're pretty universal. So people don't really have to worry too much about paying attention to, okay, if I want to use this one for lighting and my camera, then as long as the description of what you're buying says that you can, you don't have to worry about like, oh my gosh, what screw size is right there. And most stuff, it'll say it's rated for a certain pound, you know, weight. So as long as your rig or your camera is under that, you're going to be just fine. So something bigger that's going to be like, you know, say you have a studio set up and you're really blessed to have a nice backdrop and lighting and, you know, you can have this room, having a nice sturdy tripod is going to be so useful to have because especially if somebody maybe accidentally bumps into or something and you have money invested in your camera, the last thing you want is this thing just to easily tip over, you know, because it weighs, you know, half a pound or something like that. So having a nice sturdy tripod is always really helpful to have. So if somebody's walking, right, if they are doing the courtroom steps thing, what's the best recommendation to prevent video footage from being too shaky? Well, there's a couple different things that we use to keep our stuff stable. And one of the main things is like a, a gimbal. So this is just a smaller one that we have. And then we also have a, a bigger one, depending on the, the size of the camera we're using. But even this small one here, I think it was like $300. And it's like really light. And I can easily throw a camera up on that. I think this one fits on there really well. And it's, I mean, literally, like I said, it's so light. You can set it down so it's got a little tripod base in the bottom. It's hard to not get stable footage with this. My, my daughter is six years old and she was getting like professional cinema footage with this thing and she wasn't tired. That's the best thing. It's like when I rig this big one up and maybe, you know, I can fit a cinema camera on that. You know, you can imagine how great the footage is, but you're tired. It's after, heavy. You know, 4.3 seconds of using it. But yeah, uh, so a gimbal is number one, especially if you're moving and getting some shots to where you want them to be kind of like sweeping and a lot of movement. A lot of lenses that we use are image stabilized. So inside the lens itself has a little stabilization unit. So if you've, you know, say you're in a car and there's little vibrations and micro jitters, this just smooths all that out. So there may be a little bit of like up and down movement, but this will eliminate most of unwanted. There are also settings on your camera and settings on the lens stuff. I mean, little switches even. So pay attention and read your, read the manual of your camera and it'll, it'll tell you too where to find it. Another thing too, a lot of newer cameras that are coming out have stabilization in the body as well. So say you have a stabilized body, you put a stabilized lens on it. 
sometimes it looks like it's on a gimbal. You know, that's mm-hmm. how good these are. We can get some really cool, you know, we don't even use sliders anymore just because the stabilization is so good, even just in the body. So like I said, just investing in something. I think this camera is like a thousand dollars. So it really all depends on your budget, what you're shooting. Even your iPhone has stabilization built in most newer models. So I do know that it changes depending on the mode. So mm-hmm. if you're on like the one X it's stabilized. So if you change it to like the zoom where you're in two X, there's actually no stabilization applied to it. So just keep that in mind. Can't do both. You can, yeah. You can get great footage on this, especially if you have a newer phone It shoots 4k 60 frames a second and it's stabilized. So. And for those people who are listening, who've never heard of a gimbal before, kind of describe what it it's, it's essentially two parts, right? I mean, it's a, it's the handheld part, but then it's the other arm that's, moves independently from the piece that you're holding, which is why it makes it so smooth. So what happens is the camera kind of like goes on top of it like this. Mm-hmm. And as you're walking, you know, this takes the movement and the camera remains stable. So there's three axes on this. So the walking axis, it takes that out. Any side movement, there's different modes and things you can put on it. But yeah, it eliminates basically any unwanted movement. And I could run, do all kinds of crazy stuff, and the camera will theoretically stay in position. It's like a fancy way of making the camera float, essentially. Really, yeah, really, really. And it's like it's on a wire. So, you know, that's how you get really smooth footage. I mean, you can move in, you know, a variety of different ways, but you can pull off some really cool shots with the gimbal. Okay, so what happens if an attorney makes this fantastic video, he totally nails everything he's going to say, the look is great, everything's perfect, the audio, the lighting, everything, and then there's just like one little shake towards the end. And it's like, you don't want to re-record the whole thing. Is there anything you can do? Absolutely. And I think it depends on the editing software that you're using. We use Final Cut Pro. It's really quick and intuitive, and a lot of people can kind of just pick it up and use it. If you've ever used iMovie before, mm-hmm. Final Cut is a very, you know, it's a little bit more advanced version of iMovie. Um, it's kind of laid out the same, but there's a little toggle switch that says stabilization. And depending on the length of the clip and how bad the stabilization is, it usually does a really good job of smoothing out those little imperfections. And I use it all the time because even, you know, you, you could even have a gimbal and maybe you accidentally like bump into something. Mm-hmm. You might still have a little bit of a, of a jitter there. And if you can't cut before it, then applying a little bit of stabilization may or may not smooth it out for you. I mean, I would, you know, maybe cut it if you can. But if you're using Final Cut or Premiere, there's a stabilization little tool built right in. Cool. So I think this just all goes back to the idea of if you have the right tools first and then shoot the videos, then you can, I mean, lighting, audio, stabilization, all these things. They're just tiny little things to think about. and They're very easy fixes before you even start recording. Like even when I just moved my elbow, it actually made my camera move. So if anybody's watching this later, you can see how shaky. These are micro jitters. These are micro jitters right here. And if you have a stabilized lens, they go away. Also, gimbals can be like really overused. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see that a lot of times with people in different video communities that they literally just rely on a gimbal for everything. But if you, if you watch a movie, most shots are locked down on a tripod. I mean, maybe a little smooth pan in, which they may do in post or it's on a little slider. But a lot of times they're just solid locked off shots on a tripod. And it goes to show that it's really all about framing and audio and lighting. 
going back to the same things that we talk about every week that are so important. Um, but just making sure that your camera is not pointing straight up at you and it's a nice, pleasing angle and lockdown can be your best bet. Wait until you guys see some of the examples we come up with angles. They, especially on faces, you know, you see some of these people that take it to a little bit extreme when they take a selfie or they take a picture of themselves and the, they're holding the camera up so high above their head that it looks like they're, you know, looking at the second floor or something. We don't have to take it that extreme, but there are, it's amazing how differently the whole look of something can change just based on where the camera is. So we'll make also, sure to have angle, it. angle of the angle of the camera, but also focal length. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever seen before, it goes through a like 12 millimeter lens all the way up to like 200 and then back. And the way that it makes a person's face like blow up into like almost like a ball and then swim back out, it, it almost makes your nose like up to pull the example up and we can, we can post it. But it's so important to know that, you know, it matters what lens that you're shooting with as well, not only just the angle. So there's a lot of variables and things like that, but our goal here is to make you look the absolute best when you're doing these videos. So maybe, maybe next week we can cover angles and focal length. That'd be awesome. Well, if you guys have any questions, let us know. But in the meantime, feel free to comment on the video itself. The, in the Guild, everybody else in the Maximum Lawyer Group will have access to this podcast too. Feel free to reach out to either one of us and we can answer any questions that you have. Sounds good. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk same time, same place next week. To stay connected, join us on the Maximum Lawyer Facebook group. See you there.